Welcome to the fifth episode of FutureCast, where we talk to founders, leaders, contrarians, and people who are building the future right here from Iceland. And today we have a special guest, Thor, who's been a longtime friend and the founder of uh, Iceland Ocean Cluster, and uh, kind of the first one who had the courage to bring a fish into the Startup Iceland conference and talk about fish and why it's important. Uh, Thor, welcome to Thank you. FutureCast. Thank you, Bala. Thank you. You are listening to the FutureCast. So the first question is, you know, uh, how did this all start? Where did you start? And I remember we met in 2011. So tell me from your perspective, how did you start on this idea and, and where it is now? It's actually uh, part of my PhD study was mm -hmm. on how entrepreneurs interact and how they expand their network outside of our small island. Mm -hmm. I was wondering about the mindsets of the entrepreneurs. Was it something that had to do with their background in education mm -hmm. or just, as I say, the mindset? Mm -hmm. What I realized when, when talking to various uh, entrepreneurs is that they were, it had more to do with the industry itself. So suddenly I realized that the uh, people that came from these natural resource industries, mm -hmm. they had more tendencies to keep their mm -hmm. network by themselves. Close, yeah. So through that I thought to myself, if this is so, if we can open up the network a little bit, can we create value? Mm -hmm. And that's why we started with uh, the Iceland Ocean Cluster with the mission of basically connecting all parts of the industry. Yeah. And we found, of course, so many examples that where we could make, make a difference. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. I mean, uh, I've been a fan of the cluster model for a long time and all the work that you do. And uh, tell, tell me a little bit more about, uh, you know, how did you bring the industry? Because it's a very traditional, conservative industry. How do you get them to rethink about fish? I think I'm kind of spoiled though, I should mention. The fact is we're of course in, in a country where fisheries is the top, top yeah. of the line sort right. of. It's world class. Right. But still, relatively speaking, there are so many opportunities still mm -hmm. out there. And that's basically what we found out. And the, the main thing for us was just to try to somehow to make the matchmaking work. Mm -hmm. And what I found, found in the beginning is that there are so many research been done there's so much research been done, so much mm -hmm. uh, uh, all kinds of R&D work, mm -hmm. but it hasn't sort of, in many ways, mm -hmm. gone down to the industry itself. So mm -hmm. we thought there was an opportunity to try to connect better mm -hmm. the academics mm -hmm. and the industry. And we found examples, but in the, in, in the beginning we realized that what we needed to do was to bring out the business plan itself. Right. Rather than the research paper, we would do the business plan to show the industry what there might be of value mm -hmm. to their industry if they would do more uh, byproduct utilization, etc., etc. Yeah. Uh, can you give me a more tangible example? So, so you know, by the way, um, the audience for Futurecast are mostly people who are technologists and uh, people who are interested about Iceland. And uh, for a lot of those people, they don't realize when we say that, you know, Iceland is almost number one in the fisheries industry. And they say, what does that really mean? Yeah. <laughs> so well, so give me that, some examples. That's a very good example. I yeah. think one thing is that we are now 
um, the, the ones in the world that are using more of each fish than any other. We use around 80% of each fish. This is like across the globe. This exactly. is like everybody. These are the, the data that we have indicate that many fishing nations throw away nearly half of each fish. Mm. And no one is actually talking about it. I'm kind of right. bothered with the fact that you can have an MSC, which mm. is like a, a certification of sustainable cats. Right. Even though you throw the half away, if you just do the rest sustainably. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's, it's not basically very sustainable. No. So that's where we come from. Mm -hmm. We come from an island that's actually doing that. And we have nearly 90% of our, our cats as well mm -hmm. certified mm -hmm. as sustainable cats. Mm -hmm. So we come from a very sort of high level of, of trust in the industry and, mm -hmm. and, and ambition to do better. Right. I mean, the, um, what was fascinating to me, and, and you know, just a little bit of context, although uh, what I do now has got nothing to do with fish, I started my career in Iceland with a bank that was funding a lot of the seafood industry. So I quickly learned about the, the sophistication that was within Iceland related to fishing, and that was just fascinating to me. I mean, the amount of science that goes into managing the quotas, the amount of infrastructure investment that has gone into the fishing vessels to make sure the resource is managed well, and all the certification, the sustainability. I mean, it was uh, kind of an eye-opener for me to see that you know the industry is not as conservative as you would expect it. There's been a lot of investment made to understand how this industry uses the resource. And I think what you've added, which I've found to be fascinating, is that most waste people think is waste. But to build something out of waste that is more valuable than the original product, can you, can you walk me through at least a couple of examples there? I think you have many examples that has happened yeah. in Iceland. I think we've, of course, seen now in the last 10 to 15 years more been done in this area here in Iceland, meaning that there are pharmaceutical companies, all kinds of medical devices coming out. And we have, of course, caresses mm -hmm. with, the, with the fish skin becoming mm -hmm. a medical product. Mm -hmm. We have enzymes from the fish intestines. Right. What is so amazing that the guy who started there, he started some 30 years ago studying the enzymes of the fish. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he felt that the hands of his nephews that were fishermen mm -hmm. were softer than they should be after being in such cold weather. Sure. And he realized after researching that this was the fact. The enzymes of the fish were actually helping the skin to heal. Mm -hmm. And so we can do the fish oil, we can do all kinds of other products the fact is just there are tremendous opportunities in all these areas. Right. And I like it also to find these opportunities all around. Yeah. And especially going to coastal areas mm -hmm. where we find this kind of depressive mood. Mm -hmm. People are saying our children have left. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not going into the typical fisheries. As soon as we introduce these ideas of the need for marketing people, for chemists and mm -hmm. for all kinds of mm -hmm. uh, uh, research, Suddenly we find that they're saying, well, these, my, our children might actually come back to work on this in our, right. in our village. So yeah. that's basically that's what we like. Quite uh, fascinating because we also look at some of the global trends. One of the big trends that is happening now is around sustainability. Everybody realizes that uh, it's actually not a good thing to waste. It's mm. actually, uh, you know, we waste a lot of food. We waste a lot of resources. Yeah. Um, in the past, we've never had to think about it, but now the the next generation, you know, both of our daughters are similar age, and you know, my daughter constantly reminds me about 
the environment and mm. uh, how we are wasting food and we shouldn't be wasting food and, yeah. and so on and so forth. But you started on this way back. I mean, I remember you talking about the zero waste fish and using the entire utilization of the fish for at least a decade now. Yeah, and I think it's it, it, what's interesting is that I'm still meeting people that have never heard of the circular economy, Right. have never heard the term industrial symbiosis. Right. But as soon as they know that there is value in the their waste, right. they start talking. They start to say, okay, let's look at the opportunities. Mm -hmm. But what I'm amazed with is that some of them have actually been in industries that haven't changed for 700 years. Yeah. They've been throwing the same parts for 700 years. Right. Since they started, basically not their family, but right. you know, yeah. so generationally it, yeah, because it is exactly. handed down, yeah. and, and uh, so it's been. That's the toughest part, which is really to try to open their minds. Right. And I think there is a need for a new generation mm -hmm. in in the whole uh, marine space, right. and it's coming in. But right. it, sometimes I feel that people are a little bit hesitant, as you're saying. I haven't been in that. It's like it's like a rocket science. It isn't. No. It's very much a mixture of industries, mixture of knowledge that is needed to sure. build a new fish right. wave. The, this is kind of like the new uh, kind of the cross-disciplinary approach that we see exactly. in lots yeah. of high-tech companies, yeah. but it is very relevant even in traditional industries. Absolutely. And uh, you know, tell me a little bit about um, how this concept, the cluster model has now, you've been kind of working with ecosystems outside of Iceland in yeah. a number of uh, cluster setups. Mm. Tell us a little bit about some of those examples. And I think it's a very interesting story that you can actually export an idea yeah, and, and get more people to buy into it. Yeah, I think what we've been learning through our work in the US mainly mm. is that there are similar opportunities. What I love with the idea of expanding the, the concept is that suddenly We've been in Maine, for instance, mm -hmm. the state of Maine in mm -hmm. the U.S. And there we know they are absolutely the lobster capital of the world. Right. But they're still throwing away a lot of waste, mm -hmm. what they call waste, but right. actually realizing there's even more value in these, the mm -hmm. shells themselves than right. in the meat. So suddenly we've, we've seen a great team there mm -hmm. working on these ideas to connect people, academics, industry, etc. Mm -hmm. They have a similar house as ours now which is a beautiful uh, design as well. Mm -hmm. So we are so pleased to see that these models can be duplicated and especially finding this niche, mm -hmm. which is seafood, mm -hmm. which is not very much the, the case in most sort of startup uh, worlds. And right. I must remind you, I think it was one of our first uh, meetings when I, we, I was at Startup Iceland yeah. and I asked people in the audience, Raise your hands, those of you that are in marine, yeah. into the blue economy. Not one did, actually. <laughs> yes. and this is Iceland. Right. So we knew there were opportunities there, yeah. and that's what we've seen. Right. I mean, it's uh, what has been fascinating to me working with founders and startups and all of that is that it's not that you need um, new ideas. It's just looking at the same thing with a different pair of eyes. Yeah. And then getting more people who have never been part of that to come and look at that and Absolutely. say, hey, can we do something else yeah. with it? Yeah. And that has been quite fascinating for me to learn and see. And it's fascinating to see that how it has taken off within the seafood industry in Iceland. I mean, number of success stories that have come out of the seafood sector and technology companies that have come out of this working with the seafood industry. 
I do remember uh, when Controlant started, yeah. the first thing that they were thinking about was how to keep the temperature of fish constant. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so yeah. maybe maybe talk about how Controlant, by the way, Controlant, uh, for those of you who don't know, Controlant is a startup out of Iceland, which is now, I don't know, uh, we probably will meet with the founder for the next episode or something like that. Um, they are used in the COVID vaccine transportation by Pfizer. So it's a very awesome company. Uh, so tell me about your first interaction with them and, and how uh, you kind of played a maybe a small role. Very small state. role. We yeah. played a very small role, but we're pleased that we were actually playing a role. I mean, this is kind of like the power of the ecosystem, the yeah. things that you were talking yeah. about, like you know somebody, I know somebody, we make that small introduction and that leads to something big. Of course, we don't do those introductions thinking those things will happen. We just think it's useful for the startup or the founder to meet these people. And I think uh, you paid a, I mean, You've, you've reminded me many times that we undersell the value of things like this. I, I agree with you. I think uh, those introductions matter way more than we give it credit. Yeah, I must tell you, one of the first, we had one, one of the, the absolute first investor meeting we had was in a small fishing village <laughs> with CEOs of fisheries, some investors, some banks and some startups. And these were absolutely unknown startups in Iceland in 2012. Mm -hmm. These were companies like Controlant, mm -hmm. with a CEO there, mm -hmm. great pre pre presenter, the CEO of a new company called Keresis. Yeah. And they were there and they were talking about their new ideas with lots of other companies. The main thing is we were then able gladly to assist Controlant with finding a group of investors that are actually in the Ocean Cluster House mm -hmm. that wanted to join them, even though the idea was completely different then. Yeah. But I think probably the best example comes from yourself now with, with uh, Greenwald yeah. and Navis. And it's a great story. Yeah. The fact is, you asked me whether that guy could be sitting here from this company that was actually working on nanotechnology batteries. Mm -hmm. They were focused on the automobile industry and others. Mm -hmm. When we brought them in, I thought, why not make a connection between them and the naval architects? Yeah. And what happened? They met for a cup of coffee, and since then we're seeing a possible revolutionary technology being used in right. the marine sector. And, and uh, hopefully we'll get uh, the founder of uh, Greenwald on the Futurecast to talk yeah. about this particular project. It's very exciting. I mean, they've obviously gone from strength to strength. They've gotten a massive grant from the European Union. Yeah. They're working on a new generation of batteries. Mm. I mean, so I think um, this is quite obvious, at least in Silicon Valley and those kind of evolved ecosystems that people generously make this introduction yeah. and this is one of the things that I've been trying to do in Iceland which is a lot of people know others by the way access in Iceland is very easy mm. and introduction doesn't cost anybody anything you know if you know somebody and if you think it can help a founder I like as you've been doing just make that introduction help them you never know what comes out of it so I'm happy that you did yeah. and uh, I mean Controlant is a fantastic success story out of Iceland I hope that they would go from strength to strength and build Absolutely. a massive company um, coming back to our story of uh, kind of like the circular economy zero waste food waste and and things of that nature where do you see this going at least in the seafood sector because you are close to that and you see a lot of things going through this phase and you are now working with a number of partners in that phase as well talk us through that i think we will see uh, one of the trends for 21 is definitely 
more utilization of, of the fish. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't come only as a, something that is sort of politically correct. It right. needs to be in the industry understood as a value creator. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's what's changing a lot now. Mm -hmm. But with new technology actually coming from Iceland as well, we're able to separate some of the byproducts. Mm -hmm. We're talking about half of the fish. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the liver is going separately. If you do that, then basically you have a much better product mm -hmm. uh, categories. And it means that you can treat the different products much better. So it has to do with high technology, mm -hmm. tracing already from the beginning mm -hmm. and being able to keep the high value, these high value products. Mm -hmm. And once again, these are much more valuable than the fillet. Right. That's what's so exciting. Right. And of course, uh, you know, you need to have science and people who have studied yeah. biotechnology to tell you what is valuable, what is not really valuable. Yeah. So bringing them into an industry which was focused on just catch is kind of like the real alchemy of uh, chemistry. Yeah. And I think that's uh, showing results and it's exciting to see that happen in Iceland. So um, maybe coming to the world of investing and funding and you know I, I do believe that you know I, I, I was on a podcast with uh, Techstars which will come out soon where we were talking about building ecosystems and the first question is always about capital and money you know so how do you harness you know, funds into initiatives like this when the value is not that clear at the early stage? No, I think it's basically our biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like the idea of connecting different clusters, for instance. Mm -hmm. We find that the investors here in Iceland know all about fishing mm -hmm. and about basic fish processing. Mm -hmm. When you move up the value line, mm -hmm. there are there's suddenly a completely different knowledge mm -hmm. that is needed. Mm -hmm. And even though we have the entrepreneurs working on it, we know that the investors don't only have to bring the capital in, but the know-how and the network yeah. itself. Yeah. So that's why we, for instance, been trying to focus very much on Massachusetts, Boston area, mm -hmm. with the biotech sector there, sure. to try to make the connections. So that's how the clusters need to work, right. because we do not have the capacity here, mm -hmm. the knowledge from the investor side, to take some of these products all the way. Right. I mean, today, because we live in this connected world and COVID has made it a lot more easier to get these networks to work as one unit. You know, in the olden days, you would have to probably go meet the people in Boston or something like that. Now, mm. everybody is on Zoom so exactly. or a video conference. Yeah. So making these connections and making things work uh, digitally is also, in my opinion, going to accelerate a lot of these, uh, you know, introductions that become real projects and funding and things of that nature. What is your opinion on that? I agree. And I think what, what I like also is that I felt a little bit that the investors that were talking about sustainability, etc., in the maybe mm -hmm. 10 years ago, they were more doing it for reasons that were more like politics. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I feel now that there are more serious investors that mm -hmm. are into it for mm -hmm. the right reason. Right. They're doing it not also mainly for, of course, just sustainability issues, but also because it, it can be beneficial. Right. So it can go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. It means that we will find in the coming years, I think, much more sort of from the investment world mm -hmm. uh, interest in, in these fields. Yeah. I, I think uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I just think that, you know, it is no longer a nice to have. This yeah. has become a, a must-have imperative for yeah. most businesses to not just think about sustainability after the fact, but how you design and how yeah. you make and how yeah. you build. 
uh, if you incorporate a lot of these principles in, you see that the end product is much better. Exactly. And uh, the yeah. customer actually values that more. You can actually showcase that you're actually thinking this way, you're making it this way. Yeah. And I think the as we talk about, the next generation is going to be extremely picky about uh, these kinds of things, saying that, you know, if you do this right, then I will buy you. Otherwise, I'm not, I'm not going to buy you. Yeah. Yeah, at least at least in the seafood industry, I think uh, traceability, uh, zero waste, all those things is going to become a lot more important feature. I agree. What I what I like most probably with with my job is that we are meeting with maybe three to four hundred per year students that mm -hmm. are working on all kinds of business projects mm -hmm. in school. Yeah, I guess half of those are already just focused very much on sustainability and the environmental issues. Right, and it means that there is a completely new wave coming mm -hmm. of entrepreneurs that will be focused mm -hmm. on this area, mm -hmm. and it leaves us a little bit. I think I'm I'm just completely stunned to see how much there is of. Mm -hmm. uh, interest from, mm -hmm. from these new generations. Yeah, we just need to get the new generation involved. I, I, I always tell this to my investor friends, we should just write the checks. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they're not, uh, they're not yeah. uh, you know, uh, thinking about going and getting a job in Google or Facebook. No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> we, we should, we should uh, give them an incentive to actually put their mind to work in these things in Iceland. And, uh, yeah, I think one of the things that I'm the most pleased with, it has to do with things that you were mentioning, is that I have told these students, call all the CEOs in the Icelandic small mm -hmm. uh, industries, whatever it is, and ask them if they can help. Mm -hmm. Tell them that you're an entrepreneur, you're actually in high school, and you want to do certain things, and if they can help you with packaging, mm -hmm. with printing, or whatever, mm -hmm. and they, I tell them, call me back if someone is rude to you. Yeah. <laughs> the fact is, it hasn't happened yet. Right. So that's probably the, no, the I trust think, uh, level that we I think it has been, uh, at least, uh, you know, I've lived here for 15 years. That's one thing that I've found to be extremely valuable, which is not obvious to everybody outside. The Icelandic business community is actually quite uh, welcoming of yeah. people when they, founders especially, exactly. when they reach yeah. out and say, hey, can you help? Yeah. They're always very eager to take the meeting at yeah, least. You know, it, it could be the yeah. CEO, it could be the chairman, it yeah. could be a board of directors, it doesn't yeah. matter. They're actually more willing to meet and talk and understand. Yeah. And uh, as uh, one of the other things that I've talked about, we have more time in Iceland, so that might be one of the you know, the secrets. <laughs> Definitely, I guess that might be right. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm uh, you know, kind of changing gears a little bit and thinking a little bit about the future. So what, what do you think is, and by the way, I think what next year or this year is the 10 year anniversary yep. of the cluster. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is the next 10 years going to be for the cluster model? I think we're, we will uh, definitely expand more outside of Iceland. Mm -hmm. What I find so so uh, amazing for us is that we're we're being contacted by local areas that are actually saying we have difficulties with invasive species. Can we create more value from it? Mm -hmm. They are even sending batches of these fish over to Iceland, where we use the Icelandic technology, R and D, even marketing to figure out a way to create more value from the byproducts or from the fillets, etc. Mm -hmm. By just cutting it right using. Mm -hmm artificial intelligence, etc. Mm -hmm. And the results are amazing. Mm -hmm. So we will find much more uh, of this in the coming years. And I think Iceland should realize, our, we, we ourselves, we don't, I think, that we can play a much larger role right. 
in creating this value for developing countries as well as the developed yeah. countries. And it would mean a lot. We are wasting so much at this point. Right. We might be talking about 10 to 20 million metric tons mm -hmm. of fish that's actually been thrown away. Mm -hmm. And these are, fish, these are meals, these are proteins that might feed a large portion of, yeah. of uh, big, big, big regions. Right. I mean, uh, I'd like to uh, reiterate what you just said. My 10, 15 years in Iceland has been basically trying to expound on this more. Um, I wrote a blog post, I think in 2010 or something like that, and I said, you know, Iceland can build the next Google. A lot of people actually were um, intrigued when I wrote that. They said, why do you say that? Do, we, do you think you, we have the people here? Do you think we have the know-how here? And I was like, you know, how do you think Google gets built? I think there was a lot of misconception about that. Mm. And usually it's small groups of people coming and working on ideas. And if we continue to create a vibrant environment where that happens on a regular basis, mm. new people coming in from outside or inside or young generation, people who are interested, mm. build an ecosystem that kind of is open-minded towards that and continue to think about global challenges. And yeah. we talked a little bit about that. Um, I think we undersell what we can do from Iceland. You know, I do believe that we can actually do a lot of things that solve some global challenges related to climate change, food waste, uh, how we make things, how we build things. You know, we are resource constrained in terms of people, but we can supplement that with other things yeah. and figure out better ways to do things. And I think that is one of the big things, uh, the theme of the future cast. You know, I, I, I sent you a yeah. little bit of a write-up that I had written, you know, I think we can do a lot more. I'm not even saying that we can do something marginally better. I think we can do 100 times better. You know, think about the GDP of Iceland and say that multiply that by 100. We could do that. You know, and, and that only happens if you create value for the globe. It's not going Absolutely. to happen if we just yeah. think about how do we solve the problems in Iceland. Yeah. We just need to think beyond the yeah. borders of uh, this country. And I think uh, it's always fun to uh, talk to you about this because I know we, we see eye to eye on this, although you know, your, your, your field is different, but you work with founders. So it's basically the founder mentality, which I wanted to bring through this uh, video and podcast. Once again, thank you for taking the time. My pleasure. And uh, thank you all for uh, watching. And uh, by the way, if you want to learn anything about uh, seafood or fish or the zero waste fish or circular economy, you know, we're always available. You can always reach out to us. More than happy to uh, meet you in the cluster. Thank you. We, we have good coffee. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and good food, which is always important. Thank you, Thor. Thank you. Yeah.